Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning. <laughs> I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it too. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast episode. I am one of your FWBs, booked with Emily, or just um. Am I- <laughs> <laughs> in a way, too yeah. Long. Can you tell we haven't recorded in a while? I am your other FWB read reviews by Jess or just Jess and we're back, baby. Jesus. I, I hope that none of yous are mad at us for flaking out on you last week. But if this intro is any indication of how we've been, <laughs> then you'll understand. It's not great. If, if you could, that was the answer. Yeah. We are. So if you don't follow us on Instagram, you probably should, because if you're just a podcast listener, you were probably like, where the fuck is the episode? <laughs> <laughs> um, but we posted over on Instagram about how we had a little bit of a schedule change. So this episode is actually going to be all about Daisy Jones in the Six, if you couldn't tell by the title. And then next week, we will be talking about The Kind Worth Killing by Maybe. Peter <laughs> Swanson. No. I'm just kidding. We will be. 100%. Yeah. And the reasoning behind this schedule change is a really good one, but we yeah. can't talk about it. It's it's something very personal, and I, it's just not my place to... Okay, to- we didn't read the book, and we didn't want to read the book. So we- <laughs> I don't know who, who brought the drama today, but we put off buddy reading, and then it was Thursday, and we were like, fuck. <laughs> Guys... You know, Jess and I are both mood readers, but, like, we've never missed a buddy read for the pod, but, like, we genuinely (laughs) and physically could not bring ourselves to read this book. Like, we both tried. I tried a little harder. And it it just, it just didn't happen. Like, it, and you know what? I, I think that you guys should actually thank us because if we would have forced ourselves to read that book, we would have hated it. Exactly. And I think there's a lot of potential to like it. Well, here's the tea, is that we still haven't read the book, <laughs> and we still don't want to read the book. No. Mm-mm. But we both, we both have read chapter one, or like half of it at least, and yeah. we're going to read it, guys. We're going to read it. I think I just, I've been reading so much romance, and if you follow me on Instagram, I've been just having such a killer reading month, and I think that... I just haven't wanted to, like, change pace because I'm on such a romance kick. So I think I'm going to take a day or two, not read a romance, and then jump into The Kind Worth Killing. But anyways. What are you going to read in the meantime? A romance. I guarantee she reads a romance. No, I'm not going to read anything. I I finished a book this morning, and I'm – no, I have to read Fourth Wing. You know what? Just never mind. (laughs) Well, no – I thought about what, so Fourth Wing is, uh, by Rebecca Yaros comes out on May 2nd and it is a phenomenal book. And I was lucky to get an arc of it and Emily was lucky to also get an arc of it. And so, <laughs> so she's going to read it because mm-hmm. it's so good because we're having a special guest on the podcast this week who is going to give us all of our, or no, all of her fantasy yeah. racks she's like the fantasy queen on yeah. instagram in our circle so 
yeah, we've we've talked about her before, so you might have an idea of who she is, but it's going to be so, so great. She's a fantasy freaking queen. I'm actually yeah. really excited. I think we're going to learn so much, truly, because we so like too. fantasy, but she's just like top tier. She I think it's going to be a great episode. I'm excited about that. Yeah. But anyways, so fourth wing, I gave Emily permission to read fourth wing because I was like, you need to read it. It's amazing. But now that I'm thinking about it, I'm taking back permission because you already don't want to read The Kind Worth Killing and you're going to be in such a slump after Fourth Wing because I was and it's all I could think about. So, yeah, you have to read The Kind Worth Killing first. Yeah. And it's funny because that's um, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> she said I was trying to be a good friend. She was. She was like, Emily, I, I will forgive you if you read Fourth Wing. And I was like, Jess, that's a terrible idea. I'll be in a slump afterwards. And I will actually never read another book again, including The Kind Worth Killing. So I cannot. I just yeah. absolutely cannot. Yeah. So I literally, when I finished that book, that's all I could think about. I couldn't get into anything. God, it's so good. Do you know what we should get into? Casey Jones. <laughs> it's been a while. I just want to talk to the people. Stop rushing me, little well, bitch. Okay. I was going to ask how you were, but now I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm just no, kidding. Let's get into the episode. Okay. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> we're going to, it's been a long time, but we're going to do a BuzzFeed quiz. And mm-hmm. it is. Answer these 10 seemingly random questions, and I'll tell you which Daisy Jones and the Six lady you are. Step yes. aside, Dunn Brothers. It's time to let the lady shine. If you didn't know, on this week's episode, we are talking about Daisy Jones and the Six, the book, but also the show. So if you didn't read the book or you didn't watch the show, there will be spoilers in this episode. However... You should still listen to the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Just forge ahead. It's fine. <laughs> it okay. won't ruin anything, really, I don't think. Really? Really. No. Okay. No. Let's do it. Jess, what's your favorite TV show? Criminal Minds, Grey's Anatomy, Stranger Things, The Last of Us, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, or Game of Thrones? I'm a little depressed that New Girl isn't on here because that's my real favorite show, yeah. but I'll go Grey's Anatomy. Okay. I'm going to also go Grey's Anatomy. I I don't love Grey's Anatomy anymore, but out of all the options here, that's the one right. I would go with. So yeah. I'm going to go Grey's. Okay. Emily, what's your favorite time of day? Morning, afternoon, or nighttime? Um... I, I think I'm a morning person. I like to drink my coffee in the morning, especially yeah. if I'm on a beach. I'll go with morning. Yeah. I'm going to go with morning. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say night, but I think I'm a more of an afternoon girl. Definitely not a morning person. No. So I'm going to say afternoon. All of, like, the people in my life that I talk to the most, so, like, you, my sister, my husband, are all the crankiest bunch of assholes in the morning. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> no, but really, everyone that I'm close with, like, I'm the only morning person. And so I just have to deal Devin's with like. Devin's the morning person. Yeah. Well, me and Devin. Okay. Next time I come over, me and Devin are going to sit cock in your back patio <laughs> and just ignore you until you're ready to talk to us. That's fine. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. What is your dream job? A movie director, a professional dancer, personal chef, a makeup artist, CEO, business owner, or you'd rather just travel? Okay. 
I'm going to let you into a little secret about myself, but if I could go back to be a child, I would be a professional dancer. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have seen. <laughs> what are you going to say? <laughs> I haven't seen them. I would kill to see them. But you've told me that you used to film yourself dancing. <laughs> I did do that. And I really thought that I had a chance to be on So You Think You Can Do. Yes. I could. Uh, you guys, I could not. Like, I wouldn't even come close. Actually, I could, and it would be, like, one of those prank auditions that we're going to play it as. So, I'm going to be a professional dancer. Okay. You need to find these videos. We need to see I them. I, they don't exist anymore. I oh. wish they did. If they... You should, like, somehow recreate them. You want to know what I did the other day that's actually so embarrassing? No, I'm not going to talk about it. Did you try to learn a TikTok dance? No. I... Literally said to myself, I was like, I think you can actually like sing. Like, not great, but like, I think you can sing fine. Like, I think you can hold a note. And so, I had my headphones on and I was recording myself on my phone and I was singing July by Noah Cyrus. And if you've listened to that song, there's a bunch of whistles in it. <laughs> so here I am, just singing and whistling, thinking I sound like fucking Beyonce. I listen to that bitch back and immediately delete it forever. <laughs> I, think, I think the best part is you, you put your headphones on. It was just like, like, were you into it? Like... <laughs> I already had my headphones on because I was listening to music. And then, yeah, I was in, no, I mean, I was playing it cool. Like, I was like, you're going to go viral. You're going to be famous for singing. And then I listened to it, and it was obviously the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. You know what we should do? What? We should go film us singing in, like, a parking garage. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna be in a parking lot garage in two weeks. A parking lot garage. <laughs> Do you know those TikToks? Uh-huh. People will just belt out the parking garage. <laughs> People are like, what the fuck are you doing? Let's do that. I think we should. But here's the thing is that I think Emily can actually sing. Like, I think that. She says she can't, but I no. think she can. So it'll just be me sounding like a hurt cattle <laughs> and her. You can be whistling <laughs> Like, what kind of whistling? Do a little, like, sh- show us. Show us. <laughs> I want to hear it. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> obvious answer is like I'd rather just travel but I am such a homebody I think that would get old real quick but I have always wanted to own my own business 
Like yeah. I just, and I, I see myself eventually, I don't know what business, I don't know what, but I truly believe I will own my own business one day. So I'm going to go with a CEO business owner. I know what business, Emily. <laughs> Let's make it happen. <laughs> okay. If you want to invest in our business, we're not going to tell you what it is, but give us your money. Yeah. You could be like, a, what are they called? Angel investors. Yep. Exactly. Perfect. We'll, we'll link our Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What would your ideal morning consist of? Baking, sleeping in, watching TV, taking a walk outside, taking a bubble bath, or getting coffee at a cute cafe? Uh, getting coffee at a cute cafe, for sure. Honestly, yeah. in all of my lifetime, I have not once ever heard of somebody taking a bubble bath in the morning. No. I didn't even know you could do that. I thought it was illegal. Yeah. I Yeah, I thought the water just went down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Past 4 p.m. It just goes straight down the drain. <laughs> or before. I don't fucking know. I would be sleeping in, and I wish yeah. I was doing that right now. <laughs> it's 2.10 p.m. <laughs> well... <laughs> okay. What's your favorite cuisine? Asian, Italian, Mexican, American, Indian, or Mediterranean? Oh my god, there's Ooh. so many good options here. <laughs> what the fuck? That's so tough. This is hard. I honestly, I love Mediterranean food. Yeah. Kava. But I, I love them. I love all of these. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I honestly haven't ate, eaten that much Indian food. I'd Me like either. to actually try it though. Um, I think oh, this is so hard. I think Mexican is my tried and true baby. Like yeah. I, I even if it's just for the chips and salsa. Yeah. I feel like there's more there's so much variety with American food. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're not like there's so many options. Again, I love Mediterranean food. I really, really do. And Asian Again, a lot. You, I would say Asian for you. You're like like Thai food. Yeah, yeah. Thai, Chinese. Anytime I feel like you're eating out, you're eating Thai or Chinese or Mexican. The only problem is with Asian food is like I only like one dish. Like when I get Thai Mm -hmm. food, it's only one thing. If I get Chinese, it's only one thing. I'm torn between Italian and Mexican because like I love pasta Mm -hmm. and pizza. You know what? I'll go with. My heart's saying Mexican, but since you chose Mexican, I'll go Italian. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What's your biggest weakness? I'm stubborn. I'm too forgiving. I'm a pessimist. I'm closed off. I'm very sarcastic. I'm a know-it-all. Let's do this for each other so we can start a fight. <laughs> Perfect. I know what I would say for myself. What would you say? I think you are stubborn. That's what I would say, too. <laughs> Okay. Um, I don't think you're too closed off. I don't think you're a know-it-all. Maybe a little bit, but I don't think that's your biggest weakness. <laughs> Just one of them. Okay, nice. Um, I don't think you're a pessimist. I would, you're, I would say you're sarcastic, but I don't think that's a weakness. Maybe to avoid because emotion, you are sarcastic. Okay, too deep, too deep, too deep, too deep. But yeah, that's what I would say too. I'd say you're very sarcastic. Yeah, too deep, but yeah. Was that what you would say? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> you didn't have to throw my business out there. <laughs> I was just kidding. She, she deals 
us with feelings in a very healthy in a way. Very healthy way. <laughs> Okay. Um, What's the first thing you notice about another person? Their style, their vibe, their eyes, their hair, their voice, or their body language? Hmm. I their mouth, but that's not on here. (laughs) No, it's not. Not on there. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'll go their vibe. No, I don't know. I don't really care about any of these things. What is you? What are you gonna say? Their vibe. Oh. I feel like I can like pick up someone's vibe. Like I really do. Like I can like meet people one time and be like, that person's like not a nice person, and no one else might see it. And then a few months later, people are like Emily, you're right, and I'm like, I know. You know who else can do that? A psychic. Me. Isn't it, that true? Yeah. Who are you, you thinking s- of? You, we're thinking of the same person because this happened at my house when we discovered this. And I said, you know who I think fucking sucks? And you said who? And I said, this person. And you said, I thought that too. And then I said, I talk shit about this person and you didn't engage in shit talking back with me. And then I felt like a bitch. Wait, who? Well, I don't want to say it now. Oh. We actually don't talk shit about people. <laughs> I've actually never talked shit a day we in my life. We literally don't do that at all. Um, we only talk shit on mean people, actually. Yeah, and we would know because I can read their vibe. So, <laughs> so can I. Tell, I'm good at it. No, oh, I know who you're talking about. Okay, okay. What do you get at the movies? Soda, candy, popcorn. Um, I get a soda pop. <laughs> Is that like soda and popcorn? <laughs> that little combo action? No, I get the combo number eight. <laughs> soda punch. I actually get all three of them. No, okay. I'm going to go with, I'm not a big popcorn person. I hate when it gets stuck in my teeth. Mm. I'm not a sweets girl, as you all know. And so. <laughs> Interesting. I'm going to go with soda, like a, a Diet Coke. Oh, yeah. Mm. I have to. If I'm going to get popcorn, I have to get a Diet Coke. But I would get popcorn at the theater. Gotta love the movie theater butter. <laughs> exactly. <Okay>. Exactly. <laughs> which one of these colors is your favorite? Mauve, which is like purple. Rose pink. Daffodil yellow. Pine green. Glacious blue. Or ivory. I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say mauve. I was expecting, like, yellow, because it's, like, close to orange, honestly. But I didn't like that yellow, and I don't even like orange. What are you saying? Huh? You're a bullshitter. You have orange pillows, orange blankets. They're called rust. Your, your literal entire Instagram <laughs> or terracotta. is like, Okay, fuck right off. It's terracotta. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna go. That's why she likes mauve because it's simply not purple. (laughs) Okay, I could have picked daffodil yellow. The fuck, glacious blue. I'm glad you had to read those answers because that's not what I would have said. You would have picked (laughs) glucose, glucose blue. (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna go rose pink. 
It's a shocker. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. Finally, who's your favorite guy from Daisy Jones and the Six? Billy Dune. Graham Dune. Is it done? Done. Billy Dune. <laughs> Graham Dune. I was going to roll with it. I'm like, okay, they're Dune from here on out. <laughs> Juan Rojas, Eddie Roundtree, Rod Reyes, or Teddy Price? You know, <laughs> excuse me, this is a hard one because I love them all except for Eddie Roundtree. We'll get into that. Billy, I feel like, is the obvious choice, but Graham, I loved Graham. And Warren, any scene Warren was in, yeah. I he just stole the show like he did. Yeah. Uh, you know... I'm I'm between those three. What should I do? Um, okay, pick a number. Um, no, what should I do? I'm scared. I'm gonna pick Warren, so that should alleviate some stress. Oh, fuck. Okay, you know oh. what? I'll pick Graham because he was just all he wanted in life was to just be loved and give love. Okay, that's fair. And okay. Warren was the jokester. Since I'm funnier, it makes sense. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> okay, just kidding. <laughs> okay, I got drum roll. I got. Karen Circo. <gasps> Karen! That's Karen. right, because Emily is a Karen. Karen, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I got Karen, and it says, it looks like you're Karen Circo, the coolest cat on the keys. You, like Karen, are super laid back until someone tries to get in your way. True. Everyone likes you, but no one will mess with you. And if they do mess with me, they get the horns, baby. <laughs> okay. I got Daisy Jones. You're not the muse. You're the somebody. From what I can see, this is not accurate. You're a feisty firecracker with a pep in your step and a personality that packs a punch. You're front man material. Woohoo! I think I might not align with any of those descriptors. <laughs> you, your personality packs a punch. But not in like a feisty way. No, no. In like no. an annoying way. <laughs> Wait, you know what's so funny? I was actually just talking about um the Gold Rush Ranch series, and I was talking about Billy to some people, and I was like, I literally love Billy. And this girl was like, I don't like her. She reminds me too much of me. And I was like, oh, I think that's like why I do like her. And she was like, yeah, she's just like too much to take. Oh, <laughs> fuck. And then I was talking to Caitlin, and Caitlin was like, yeah, like, no, Billy reminds me of you. And I'm like, thanks, bitch. So, (laughs) and I think Billy is like, mess with the bull, get the horns. You know what I mean? Mm. So, yeah. And I think it's okay to have a big personality. It's fine. I think so, too. I think we should just go ahead and maybe now get into it 25 minutes later. Okay. Um, I think maybe just in general... We I'm should intimidated. Just... Why? Because I don't remember the show or the book. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> let's just roll with it. I think okay. what we should do first is maybe just give like a summary of what the book is. So basically, uh-huh. this Are you book... holding a hot dog. Yeah, it came in a PR package. I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea. Tim said okay. the same thing yesterday. He said, "Where did you get this hot dog?" And I was like. <laughs> What, did came, you get a P- hot dog PR package? No, it came with like a book, like a box. I I don't know. Okay. Um, 
So anyways, Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. It is based on a fictional band. It is a fictional band. They are not real. But from what I understand, it kind of is based on Fleetwood Mac. And it definitely gives those vibes. Like even when I was reading the book for the first time, I got a lot of like Fleetwood Mac vibes, just the music and kind of like, I don't know, the characters a little bit. Right. And so I wasn't super surprised when I read that. But basically it follows... First, The Six, which is a band based out of Pittsburgh, and then Daisy Jones, and then they come together to become Daisy Jones and The Six, and it follows kind of their rise and fall um, Wow! in the music industry and personal yeah. lives and just... <laughs> they, they crash and burn, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't read the book, this is... It's a really unique book, right? Because uh-huh, number uh-huh. one, Taylor Jenkins read. This is why Taylor Jenkins read is elite, and why I wish she would love me. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Not only is it about like a made up band, but it's written in like an interview format. So it's yeah. written, I think, it was like the seventies to like in the in in the book. It's like the seventies to twenty sixteen. Um, so however many years that is. So they're like this person is interviewing the band about their experience and it's kind of like them telling all about what was happening and kind of what happened and how their band fell apart. Um, and Taylor Jenkins Reid in the book like wrote these songs. So you can see, oh, it's just such a masterpiece. It's just so cool. It is. It's really fascinating. And I think too, if you haven't read this yet and you're going to stick around to hear us talk about it, I personally recommend listening to this book on audio, like an audiobook, because it is an ensemble cast, which means every character in the book is its own voice. It's a different person portraying them. And I think that my struggle with reading it is everyone in my head sounded like me. And so I couldn't like distinguish between all the characters. And so I think the audiobook is just f- absolutely phenomenal and exactly how I picture or like their voices sounding, the cast did that. Yeah. I thought it was so, so phenomenal. But I think you read it, right? And you loved it, too. I you know? did both. I read it and I listened to the audiobook. I love both. Um, I think for the ultimate experience, you can read it while listening to the audiobook because oh. I personally consume books better when I can, like, visually see them. I mm-hmm. When I'm listening to audio, I kind of get distracted. So if I'm doing both, then it's just, like, a cinematic experience. But also, yeah. you don't even need to do that because now we have a whole last show for it. Exactly. But <laughs> we will get into that, too, because there's obviously some differences between the book and the show. So... I don't, I don't know. We'll get into that later. But the book itself is absolutely phenomenal. And like Jess said, Taylor Jenkins Reid, she is just truly like an artist. Like she wrote a whole album that goes in this book that is now actually like a soundtrack. And Jess, you probably saw this because like I know you follow Taylor Jenkins Reid, but the Aurora soundtrack is the first album by a fictional band to hit number one on the charts. Is that crazy? How insane is that? Like, they're not... These are, like, actors and actresses singing songs that were written by an author, and they hit, like... It's just so, so fascinating to me to kind of watch how this kind of all evolved. Yeah. And it was such a cool experience as a reader to see this book that you love be turned into, like, a physical thing. Like, I think all of us readers, when we're reading... We're just like, okay, maybe not all of us, but like for me personally, when I'm reading, I'm like, wow, I could see this as a show or I could see this as a movie. Yeah. And like, 
a lot of the times when books are adapted to to screen, they're not as good and they leave a lot missing. But I personally think this adaptation was probably the best I've ever seen. Yeah, I think this adaptation, I think a lot of times when movies or shows or when yeah, when books get into get made into movies or shows, they try and fit so much into there. And mm-hmm. if you didn't read the book, you kind of watch this movie and you're not understanding, like you're not seeing the connections between the characters like you do when you read it. And you're not like really understanding like how they fell in love within two hours in a movie when in a book you had 500 pages to mm-hmm. read it, basically. And I think this show did such a phenomenal job of like truly making you believe what was happening. Yeah. Like it almost didn't even seem like it was a book adaptation like it could be like a standalone show that was written to be a show yeah you know 100 percent, totally agree and even despite the differences which again that we're going to talk about it was still so phenomenal like just Mm -hmm. i i absolutely agree we'll talk episode by episode because like i have my qualms with each of them obviously yeah maybe not by episode but like in in general like you know I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. I think I've actually heard only good things about Daisy Jones in the Six, the adaptation. Maybe that's just on me, but I've also heard people say, a good amount of people say that they like the show better than the book, um, which is not something you ever hear. No. But I think, like, as a reader, who's someone who's read the book and watched the show, I think it was so well done. And then if you haven't read the book, but you did watch the show or whatever it may be, like, I think you'll enjoy it regardless. I totally agree. Um, I guess let's start with the cast. What did you think of the casting for Daisy Jones, the show? Um, I... I think we may have talked about this before, but I was really happy with the cast. I loved Riley for Daisy. Um, I think she at times was a little too pretty for Daisy. And I know Emily like thinks the opposite, but I pictured Daisy just like really like strung out, like rock and roll, like not put together. And I think a lot of the show, like Riley just seemed like really pretty. Mm -hmm. Um, But I know that's not the case for everybody. Billy, I never really had a thought about him or like any of the rest of the characters, like never really envisioned them. So I was fine with the rest of the cast. Yeah, that's honestly how I feel about the rest of the cast. Riley, which is really cool. If you didn't know this, Riley is actually Elvis Presley's granddaughter. So like, how cool is that, that now she plays this rock star in this show? Um, So I think that kind of added to maybe her appeal for this role. But yeah, when Riley was cast, so if you read the book, Daisy is described as basically being like the most beautiful woman in any room. Like Mm -hmm. she is just kind of like this... I don't even know, like this brick house woman that you're just drawn to. And so when they cast her, I just didn't see her in that light. Like I just, yeah, she's pretty, but I just didn't see as her like drop dead gorgeous. I was definitely proven wrong though. Cause when she plays Daisy in the show, like she is absolutely stunning. And I do agree with Jess that in the book, Daisy's definitely described as being rougher. She's like, mm-hmm. just like, you know, a black mascara and black eyeliner and, you know, the greasy hair and no shoes and just like a wild mess. And she is more tame in the show. Yeah. Um, I, well, for, I guess we should have said this, but Emily and I actually watched the first three episodes together because we uh-huh. were together when they came out. So. That was kind of cool to just, like, be able to discuss it during it. But yeah. even when we watched, like, the first two, I was like, 
I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. And, like, she is, like, way too soft to be Daisy. Like, that's the first, like, she just was, like, I guess, like, angelic was, like, the way I could describe her. Like, she was put together. She was soft. She was subtle. She was, yeah. like, it did, I did not get Daisy vibes. Because when you read Daisy, Daisy is, like, the person who's going to tell you, I'm not the muse. I'm the fucking somebody. Right. And even, like, when she delivered that line, Wasn't I was kind powerful. of disappointed. Yeah, because it was not, like... Like, she wasn't, like, owning it. Like, she was just saying it. She was definitely more tame than I thought, for sure. But I think when I thought of Daisy, she just kind of reminded me more of, like, this free spirit, kind of, like, hippy-dippy, eccentric, kind of, like, no bra, no shoes, you know what I mean, flowy clothes. And I do think that they kind of nailed that on the head and that Mm -hmm. aspect, because she kind of was just, like, you know, when the way she would dance on stage and, like, not wear shoes and, like, her flowy outfits, like, I do think she was like that in that regards, but I do think she was a little more soft in the show than she was in the book. Um, And then same kind of you said, Billy, I thought the rest of the cast was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Camilla was exactly how I pictured her because I knew she was going to be beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, Karen, Karen, that's kind of how I pictured her too. Like she was beautiful, but in more kind of like a, I don't even know, like a different way. She was more unique. Yeah. I pictured Karen to be like, kind of more nerdy in the book because in the book they reference that she always is like wearing turtlenecks but Uh this Karen was like definitely more like eccentric more like British rock and roll yeah um in my opinion no I agree I think too in the book why I liked her so much and that changed throughout the book I have a love-hate relationship with Mm -hmm. Karen but because that she dressed like that in jeans and turtlenecks because she wasn't going to be looked at any yeah. less than how a man is looked at. And I do think they stay true to that in the show in some ways because she still didn't want certain things. Mm-hmm. She didn't want the family and she didn't want to, you know, be looked at as a woman in a band. She just wanted to be like a talented performer. And I think like even in the show, like she still wore jeans. Like she was never in like shorts or a mini yeah. skirt. Like I, I think was going to say she dressed on the more like. Not masculine side, but I'm imagining her, and maybe I'm getting confused with, like, her now portrayal, but, like, wearing, like, blazers and, like, button-downs and stuff like that. Like, baggy jeans as opposed to, like, skin tight and just, yeah, she dressed a little more modest compared to, let's say, like, Daisy or Camilla. Um, But I liked everyone else. I really liked Graham. I loved Graham. Yeah, I really liked Graham. I think all of the outfits were really well done. All of, like, the vibe and the setting, I think they absolutely nailed it. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> love, I I mean, we were talking about how, like, Daisy seems, like, too put together and too nice. But, like, towards that last episode, you really get her, like, I don't know, like, in all her Daisy glory. Yeah. And I think, like, the last the last outfit that she's wearing on stage when she sends Billy back to Camilla was like a chef's kiss. When she put her arms up and yep. she just looked like a fucking <laughs> goddess. She yeah. really did. No, I thought the wardrobe, it makes me want to go back to the 70s. Like yeah. they all looked so good. The hair, the makeup, the shoes, and even the way the show was, I don't know how they do this, but like even the, like it wasn't in sepia tone, but you know what I mean? Like, like the it, coloring. Yes, the coloring. Yeah. It just looked I mean, I wasn't alive in the 70s, but that's how I would imagine it looked. It was 70s was much more orange and warm tone. It really was. It's, it wasn't bright and airy, that's for sure. Um, no, so I thought that was spot on. But what I want to talk about is the music, actually. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the music? 
I love the music. I yeah. listen to it still. I listened to it before, like getting hyped up to it. I think like, I don't know. I, I'm not even like a rock girl. I don't know if, if this is considered rock. I don't really know like music genres. I'm not a music girl in general, but I do listen to the Aurora album. Do I actually you? have it. Well, you can't see it, but it's behind my Mac album. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. I don't sit and listen to the music like in my car or while mm-hmm. I'm working, but listening to the music during the show just hits different. Like watching yeah. them perform it. I loved it because I think that I need to see them performing it and just like vibing with it. But it's not something that I listen to like in my spare time. I will say I like the covers. There's been a few country artists cover these songs mm-hmm. and I, I love those versions of them. Mm. yeah okay i haven't heard any of the covers but i really like um i think my favorite let's see i go back and forth i think honeycomb probably is my favorite just because it's all the feels but what's the one that he refused to sing honeycomb Oh, then yes, that one. I like that one. And I like Look at Us Now. And I like the one... <laughs> that is th- Honeycomb. <laughs> oh. What's it called, then? Look at Us Now, Honeycomb. Like, oh. Honeycomb's in parentheses. Perfect. That's what I like. <clears throat> and then I like the one that they sang a lot in the show, too, the, about Regret the river. Me. I like Regret Me. Uh, but the, ri- the river... You know what I'm talking about? The river is called the river. Perfect, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... I also am not a big music girly in general, honestly, but this is not how I picture rock and roll either. Like when I think of rock and roll music, I don't think of like the, the Daisy Jones. Okay. I agree. I think there's a difference between rock and rock and roll. I don't know what it is and I don't even know what (laughs) genre of music this is. Cause again, I'm not a music girly either, but I did very much enjoy the album on its own and within the show. I thought it was so cool to see like, their writing process because as you're watching the show and reading the book honestly you get insight into like how billy and daisy are both like really passionate songwriters billy is like takes his role as band leader very seriously and wants ownership over everything yeah and then daisy kind of just like comes in and is like you're not gonna steamroller me dude like i have ideas I think mine are actually better than yours. And she and a lot of the times they are. <laughs> yeah. She changes, I think, the trajectory of that band. Like yeah. the music they sang. And I think that she was kind of the glue to that mm. band because I think everyone was a little bit resentful of how Billy was so controlling, you know, and like, I mean, he wrote the songs and everything like that, but Eddie, you know, he didn't like it. Ugh. And Graham was never going to say anything because that's his right. brother. But I think that Daisy was like a blessing in disguise to them for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. I don't think they would. They didn't have it without her. Yeah. And I think that like Billy knew that. And I think that pissed him off. Like, And I think so Teddy much. knew that and was like, basically, you add Daisy or like, goodbye. Oh, Teddy. Good old Teddy. Okay. (laughs) So I think we should get into the differences between the book and the show. Jess is coughing up a lung right now. I coughed once. (laughs) (laughs) And I put myself on mute so I wouldn't have to edit this out. Thank you very much. (laughs) Mina, I'm over here. I'm actually the one coughing up a lung. She's going to have to edit it out. Sorry. No, you're fine. Yeah, let's talk about the differences. So I think overall... A lot of the show was the same, 
But I think there were, like, really subtle differences that maybe had, like, a bigger impact than we would have, like, thought. But I think the biggest difference in my mind, I have two. One is that Camilla was such a large part of the show. Like, they really they really played up her character. They really, like, invested in, like, in, in what is the word I'm looking for? In, not inbred. <laughs> um, integrated. Integrate, yeah. Mm-hmm. Integrated her character with the band. So, like, in the book, you have the six, and there's actually six different band members. But in the, in the show, there's five band, mel- five band members and Camilla, which yeah. is, like, from the get-go, there's, like, giving her such a big role to say that she's a member of the band when she actually was not. Yeah. Yeah, Camilla. So her whole role, I think, in the show was different than the book. She, the way that she met Billy was different. In the book, they met at, like, a hotel because he was playing a gig at a hotel. And then in the show, they met in a laundromat. But it was still in Pittsburgh, which I think is so cool because, obviously, I still live in Pittsburgh. Justice from Pittsburgh. But mm-hmm. Pittsburgh also played a much bigger role in the show, too, yeah. than it did in the book. But going back to Camilla... And then another thing, too, is when in the book, when the six left to go to L.A., Camilla didn't go with them at first. She stayed back Mm -hmm. and then she ended up going later once they actually like secured a record deal. So, yeah, she played a much bigger role. And at first I was kind of bothered because I've never been team Camilla because I was always like team Daisy. But I think... The reason that Camilla played such a big role is because I think in the show they really pushed the love triangle more so than they did in the book. Because, again, in the book you had 400 pages to see the relationship evolve between Daisy and Billy. Where in the show, I think only having 10 episodes, like they really had to push kind of like the romance more and how it bothered Camilla. Where you had so much more time in the book to see that. You know what yeah. I mean? So. Yeah, I think, like, in the book, too, like, the love triangle is a thing. Like, it's always this thing where Billy is in love with Daisy, but he has this commitment to Camilla. He has a family with Camilla, so he can he never be her. with Daisy. Yeah, yeah, he does love Camilla, he, but not much. like he loves Daisy. And so, like, that's the thing throughout both of them is, like, he's constantly fighting this battle of, like, I... Like, Daisy and I are, like, soulmates. Like, we connect on this different level through our music and through, like, the type of people that we are. But I have Camilla. Like, she has given up so much for me. Like, I have done her wrong in the past. Like, we have a family now. So I can never do anything wrong to her again and go be with Daisy. So you get that battle in both of them. But, like, I'm saying is, like, it's a much stronger because Camilla is so much more prevalent in the show. It's felt so much stronger. It is. Yeah. And I think that Billy feels like he has such a responsibility because he doesn't want to be the way his dad was. You know, mm-hmm. his dad was left them when he was kids. And like you said, he has this like, you know, baby now. And that's just I feel like he's he is a good guy at heart and he wants to do the right thing. And I truly do believe and it always bothered me at the very end. But I truly do believe he loved Camilla in a healthy healthier way than he ever loved Daisy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she was a much bigger role than she than she was in the book. And I, I struggled with that a little bit at first, but Camilla did grow on me in the show. And I respected her. She she was not taking shit. You know what I mean? Like she was like, you're not gonna if you want to be with me, you need to get your shit together and that's that. Yeah, agree. In the book, there is actually like 
a part where, and I think it's a little bit in the show, but essentially Camilla is like saying like, he has his secrets and I have mine, which is like her saying that like, she's also maybe like stepping out or cheating on him. Um, But she never says who, but in the show, she actually has like an experience with Eddie, the band member where she cheats on Billy with Eddie. We don't get insight into like what they did or how long it happened for it. It seems like it was like, maybe they hooked up one night and that was that. But Eddie has still like ever since that moment. And even before then Mm -hmm. kind of been pining after Camilla. Yeah. Um, But it's kind of, there's a part in the show where Camilla says like, as soon as you love her, like this ends Mm -hmm. like between her and Billy. But Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's about, that's about all I have to say about Camilla, really. She played a much bigger role and then just like some differences, just nuanced differences about, you know, like in the book, I think it was alluded to that she may have cheated on Billy with like her high school sweetheart or something. But in the, Mm -hmm. for dramatic effect, probably in the show, it was one of the band members. I mean, you know how it goes, but. I think another character that played a much bigger role in the show was Simone. Oh, yeah. Daisy's friend. Yeah. The first, I mean, she almost had one whole episode like dedicated to her. Um, so I was kind of surprised by that. She basically had the same role, like her career path and everything like that. But I thought she played a much bigger role in the show than the book. Like I almost kind of forgot about her a little bit. Yeah. Simone in the book, like her parts, I think are very scarce. Um, like once Daisy has joined the band, but mm-hmm. she's kind of more in Daisy's like earlier life because they're like trying to get these musician careers together. Like they're both trying to be singers or Daisy's trying. I don't know what Daisy was trying to do. I don't think Daisy did what she was trying to do, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it, I honestly, I didn't, that aspect like didn't really change anything for me like i didn't i don't know i mean it didn't impact the story at all but she just played a bigger role yeah it was interesting though to like see more of like her part and get like her insight into the industry also this is like further down the line but when daisy like just flees the country (laughs) (laughs) she sure does see ya yeah, she's supposed to go on vacation with Simone, but instead she, like, calls Simone in the show. She calls Simone to, like, come to Greece nice. and, like, be there with her and then tells her she's getting married. But in the book, it was totally different. Yeah, they weren't even – it was Thailand. They weren't yeah. even, like, in Greece. But yeah. I think another big difference that jumped out right away – So if you haven't watched the show yet, it's the same way. It's told in interview format. And Mm -hmm. so, like, you get glimpses of them older. And in the show, it's 20 years from the band's breakup. Where in the book, it's 40 years Mm -hmm. later. Um, And so they're they're obviously much younger. So at the very end, when people do reconnect, I think I'm happy with that. They have more life to live together now. Yeah. (laughs) But I just watched a TikTok, I think, that they actually didn't do 40 years because... Like, hair and makeup could not get their looks right. Like, they yeah. just didn't look right f- trying to age them 40 years. Honestly, they didn't look right age 20 years either. No. Like, it uh, for being – for having years of, like, being alcoholics and addicts and, and smoking and, and just living not correctly, they didn't look like they aged at all. No, they didn't. Billy just got the blowout from the gods. That was yeah. the only difference, really. Yeah, they all, I mean, they all looked maybe like 
seven years older. That's pushing it. Like, yeah. And they just looked maybe a little healthy, like more reserved, like turtlenecks and cardigans. Um, But even so, for like 20 years of like, I don't don't think they aged them correctly. That's my biggest qualm with the show is like, they didn't look like they aged at all, especially. I agree. And, for, and like, they did the it just it didn't even look right. Like you right. said, like it just didn't even like you're kinda like, I can't tell what's happening here. <laughs> like, yeah. like, is this a month later? What's happening? Yeah. I, I couldn't for me, it, it, they didn't age correctly in the in the clips there. I also had a very large qualm with the blowout they gave Billy. <laughs> Why not just cut his hair? You know? Yeah, Why? because it's present day, isn't it? So yeah. like no one's hair looks like that in twenty twelve. Like, yeah. no one, no one looked like that at all. No. Just do yourself a favor and Google it if you haven't watched it. It was, <laughs> it was a very, it was a long bowl cut, essentially. <laughs> but he went straight to buy, dry bar. He went straight to dry bar, then yeah. to his interview. He had a, he had the wispies, he had a blowout, he, his bangs were banging. <laughs> it was something else entirely, I'll tell you what. Um, Another thing that was different, and I remember, so Jess and I, like she said, we watched episodes one through three. And wait, it's funny. So when we watched one through three, at this point, we thought it was a four episode <laughs> miniseries. So we're watching, we watch episode one, and we're like, underwhelmed, but like excited, but like, okay. We watch episode two, and we're like, what the fuck? Like, they what have two happening? more episodes to get this where it needs to be. And then we watch episode three, and we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> they have one more episode to nail this home. And then we realized it was a 10-episode miniseries, and we yeah. were like, thank God. But episode one and two, I think, were a total miss for me. I was excited because of the show airing but i thought they were so boring so Mm -hmm. incredibly boring and if you watch the show you would know that they don't even interact like they don't even like meet officially until episode three and i think that's what everyone wanted like just like yeah i don't know i was underwhelmed with episodes one and two wasn't a huge fan but then three really delivered oh boy I couldn't tell you what happened in the different episodes I, i but i do agree like some were definitely slower than others um but I don't know which one. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, I did text Jess because she, I think, did you, you listen to it more recently than I did, right? Or the audiobook? You, yeah. Yeah. So in the show, Billy and Daisy kiss, like yeah. passionately. You see it outside the record, like studio. And I texted her and I was like, Jess, in the book, did they kiss? And she's like, no. And I'm like, okay, I didn't think so. But it, I guess in the book, it kind of alludes to it, but it never confirms it. Yeah, it's a, in the book, it's something like Daisy tries to kiss Billy, but he like backs away. But it, what's interesting in the book is that you it's like he said, she said, right? Because there was no one there, which is right. I actually really liked about the book because it would be like one band member says this and then one band member says this and it's yeah. like nobody's responses are aligning. Um, which was really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, the same thing happened with naming the band. I remember yeah. that when they were like, Karen was like, so I came up with the six and they're like, no, one. like I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they do kiss in the show. And it's interesting because Billy says he just kissed her to get her to come back inside and like sing the song. Yeah. Which wasn't true. He fucking loves her. They are twin flames. Okay? Twin flames. Drawn to each other. Um, 
What else? What else? What else? Let's see. I'm look. Oh, this was a big, big difference, too. And I actually didn't like that they did this at all. Because in the book, Karen and Graham were having a secret relationship. And they Mm -hmm. never told anyone. Because, again, Karen didn't want to be looked at as Graham's girlfriend. Or, like, Mm -hmm. look like she was being kind of drug along in the band. Like, she wanted people to look at her as a talented musician. And so they were having a relationship. They were deeply in love. She ended up getting pregnant. That's kind of... In the book, they're falling out because she had an abortion and Graham wanted to kind of have a family with her and they just wanted two different things out of life. Well, in the show, Karen admits to the whole band that they're together. And Mm -hmm. I felt like that was so unnecessary because I thought their relationship in the book was just such a big part of who they both were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. No additional thoughts from me. Okay, Nailed it. Nailed it. So you agree? I agree. Okay, I love when you agree with me. That was so easy. I feel like we've been agreeing this whole time. I know. It's just nice to hear it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Um, Do you have anything in your notes? My notes are honestly just like a big joke, but I'll read them to you. Let's hear it. Here were my thoughts while watching the show. Okay. Number one. Camilla kissed that one guy in the band. T- Number two, Billy's blowout, immaculate. <laughs> Number three, she's not breathing, slaps in the face and chloroforms. <laughs> know what that is about. Were you drunk? <laughs> I think this was when Daisy um, overdosed in the bathroom. Wait, speaking of the overdose, that was different in the book, too. That didn't happen yeah. in the book. <laughs> um, but it was such a big moment in the show, too. Okay, this is serious, Jess. Pull your shit together. Let me finish my notes first. All right, we're going to circle back to this. Okay, Nikki, who is Daisy's husband. (laughs) Nikki was about to rock Daisy's shit, but Warren saved her. This was after she OD'd. Yes, yeah. This is probably my favorite note. (laughs) When Daisy gave that speech about how she almost died and she said, quote, let's just stay alive a little bit longer my first thought was Nick Jonas singing a little bit longer about his diabetes. <laughs> I want to laugh so bad with you, but I don't know what you're talking about. Which part? I'll explain both. I know Nick Jonas has diabetes, but I didn't know he made a song about it. A little bit longer and I'll be fine. <laughs> I was going to say, you should start whistling. <laughs> But Daisy gives a whole speech after she ODs on stage. She literally goes, I almost died last night and tells everybody. And I was thinking about Nick Jonas. Really had the whole fucking nation believing he was going to die from his diabetes. (laughs) If you have diabetes and you're listening to this, we sympathize. (laughs) Okay, but like, there are ways to control diabetes, are there not? Nick really made it seem like any second he was about to drop dead. <laughs> I remember when we first started the show, Jess had to edit out all the inappropriate things. <laughs> I don't think that's inappropriate. <laughs> You'll offend someone. It's only a matter of time. I'm sorry if you have diabetes and are offended. <laughs> I don't say it. <laughs> um... 
So, <laughs> do you think my notes were funny? They were funny. Yeah. You did, you're a funny girl. Your personality packs a punch. <laughs> um, okay. I don't know what the hell I'm trying to say. You're trying oh. to talk about Daisy overdosing. Yeah. So, that was such a big moment in the book because... Billy is the one that saves her. Not the book, he the does. show. Billy is the one that saves her. And that was, oh, when that episode ended, I was literally like, I just love them so much. But I knew they weren't going to end up together, at least in the, like, in the current day. So that was unfortunate. Um, I'm really just holding this shit together here. Let's see what else. Um, a little oh, bit Teddy. Teddy. Teddy died. I'm losing my patience with I'm you, Jessica. My patience. Um. Yeah. Teddy dies in the book. He lives in the show. Uh, Billy and Camilla in the book end up having twins, but they do. they do not in the show. And if they do, they they aren't mentioned at all. Um. Let's. Oh, and then if you this is there was a big twist in the book. Because the the person who is interviewing the former castmates, we don't know who she is. Like, we don't know who the, the interviewer is. And then at the very end, it's revealed that it's actually Julia, which is Billy and Camilla's daughter, interviewing. Mm-hmm. And Camilla has since passed because she she had cancer. I don't some, want to talk about it. I'm going yeah. again. It was actually pretty sad in the book. Like, she recorded Camilla's parts before she passed and then interviewed the rest of the bandmates later. And in the... um show it stayed pretty true to that i would say too it just they were younger when it happened yeah um but camilla did did still say like i want you to talk to to daisy i literally have chills and like tell her to give your dad a call and tell him to pick up oh my god (laughs) i died i yeah i sobbed i sobbed 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 sobbed. i don't remember i don't remember crying as hard in the book as i did in the show yeah i cried really hard in the show too um another part though that was in the book that wasn't in the show or it was very different was when Camilla kind of sat with Daisy in the hotel room and said, like, Billy is never going to leave me. Mm. Like, he's never going to leave my marriage. He's never going to leave me. And you guys staying in this band together, it's going to kill him, essentially. Like, mm-hmm. you guys are torturing yourselves. And she was kind of the reason that Daisy left the band. Like, Camilla was, like, that driving force. And in the show, it really didn't play out like that. And I was really bummed because I think that was Camilla in the book showing again that she's like a boss bitch. Like, she is just, like, telling her how it is. And she's not even being rude. Like, she's not being rude about it. She's just spitting facts to her, you know? And so Wait, I was kind of... I thought she didn't confront them in the book. No, in the book, she she confronted Daisy. Oh, and they were, like, sitting – it was after one of the shows, I think, and they were in a hotel room, and she said to her, like, Billy is never going to oh, leave me. Oh, I'm thinking of her confronting Billy. Oh, no. But in the show, she does confront Billy about, like – remember in the hallway? She yeah. kind of just says, do you love her? And he doesn't answer, and then she tries to leave him. Right. So I didn't like how that I, – I liked the book version better of how it played out. I just think it was – Wait, I'm getting confused. Because then doesn't she confront 
confront Daisy in the piano room? She does. And that never happened in the book. It was a completely different scene. Like, the way she confronts Daisy in the book and in the show is completely different. I'm not following. How do you know this? Because that was such a big scene that I remember, like, (laughs) wanting to see. And it didn't, like, happen that same way, which was a big bummer to me. Because I liked that moment. But there's a lot to, like, the ending. I don't really remember this specifically, but did Billy relapse in the book at the very end? Um, no. Okay. Yeah, and that was a really big part in the show where he... No, wait. Yeah, he does. He does. Sorry. Billy does relapse. Billy... Okay. He doesn't... He contemplates it, but he doesn't. Gotcha. And in the book or in the show, that's kind of like the driving force that pushes Daisy to say, like, you need to go be with Camilla. Kind of like gives... That was such an emotional moment, too, at the very end, the season finale, when Billy thinks that, like, Camilla's left him, and so he relapses, and he's like, to Daisy, let's be together, I love you, like, let's just be fucked up together. And I think that was a big moment for Daisy, too, because Daisy's like, I don't want to be fucked up, like, I want to be healthy and love you, you know? But I think that's why I said in the beginning, like, Billy loved Camilla in a healthy way. Like, she was just going to keep him on the straight and narrow, where Daisy, it's kind of like having an angel and devil on his shoulders, Right. right? Like, And I think Daisy knew that, too. And that's why she gave that whole big speech. Like, when you find someone that, like... Bye. Oh, God. Just loved it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. The encore performance, too. Chills. When she was by herself. Yeah. Yeah. Because Billy ran away. To go find Camilla. Oh, my God. I saw another, like, TikTok or interview or whatever. The thought and detail they put into this show is, like... I would not have picked up on this, but I think one of the makeup artists said Daisy was wearing glitter on the last performance. And then when Daisy and Billy made out, he ends up having glitter on him. And so then when he left to go find Camilla, there's a scene of him sitting in like the cab and you can see the glitter on him still. And the makeup artist said it was like intentional, like he was still like like a piece of bit or Daisy was like still with him. And I was like, I'm so evil right now. (laughs) I don't, I don't know what else to say. I think overall, I think, I mean, I already said this, but I thought it was really well done. I really enjoyed it. I love the book. It's one of my favorite books. I think as far as adaptations go, I think this one was stellar i think yeah. i will rewatch it i love the album um i don't know it was just such a treat seeing these characters come to life i agree i agree and it's funny so i actually forgot about this but just i watched episodes one through three together and then i watched episodes i want to say four five and six with my dad and he's never like read the book obviously but even he enjoyed the show and i think that's what's so special about the show is like you yeah. don't even have to know this is a book to enjoy the show right so, and i i thought they did a phenomenal job i thought the cast was spot on i think they kept the big things that they needed to the same there was like we talked about a few things that i wish i would have preferred they kept the same as the book but overall i think it was a really great adaptation yeah a thousand percent 
Especially, too, Taylor Jenkins Reid, she has a ton of shows and movies coming out with her books. I know. I, you got, I don't want to talk about it, actually. Let's just, let's just stay in this high. Um, Let's stay in the high. Okay. Did you watch it? No, I'm scared. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're talking, talking about, about <laughs> one true loves. Um, yeah, I yeah. heard it was terrible. I have not seen anything good about it, so I don't know if I want to watch it. Yeah, I haven't seen. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know what I will say though: the book itself, I, it is a fantastic book, but the book itself is was very sad when I even read it. And so, like, I don't know. I don't think the show will have you like bring out those emotions. I just don't think it's possible to make me cry for like two hours straight, but I don't know. Yeah. Not I don't know either. I'm not, I was in a rush to watch it, but then I started seeing people be like, this was terrible. And I was just like, okay, maybe I'm, I'll just not, I'll probably want, maybe we'll watch it together when we're drunk for a polycon. Let's do it. I wonder if Taylor Jenkins Reed was just so involved with Daisy. She kind of like didn't have as much say in one true loves. And so I think that I also think she did not have the same budget nearly enough of the same budget. And I also feel like this was like before I think they started film. I don't know if this is true, but it feels like they started filming One True Loves like a while ago. Like and it was I just, picked up before yeah, Daisy it was Jones. picked up a while ago. And I don't think they put the same investment as it because also those books don't have as much hype as Daisy Jones and Evelyn Hugo do. Yeah, well, if they fuck up Evelyn Hugo, I'll be pissed because I think there's no yeah. way they can do it justice because it's already it's supposed to be a movie. There's no way you sh- it could be a movie. It should be a seven part series, one for yeah. each husband. And it's like you would think that people in Hollywood who get paid to like would think that like that's such a great idea that you you know like you would think that they would think that yeah you know like why did you not? I don't, I don't know, know. We'll but see. I think it's already like it's not. There's no way. Yeah, I'll have to, I. And it's Netflix who's doing it. But Netflix, some of their shit is good. Yeah. Speaking of, to watch Daisy Jones, it's on Amazon Prime. And yeah. there won't be any more episodes. It was just a 10-episode special miniseries. Even we though need I, an epilogue. Yeah, I could watch another 10 episodes on it, on everyone living happily ever after. Yeah. Oh, um, gosh. But no, I loved it. I thought it was so good. I thought it was fun. And uh, my coworker is actually watching it now, and she's never read the book, and she's loving it, too. So I think good. even if you haven't read the book, I don't think we spoiled, like, a lot. Probably a little, but I think you could still watch the show and really like it. I think so. I, yeah, I think it'll be fine. And if you're mad at us, then we're sorry. But we put it in our podcast description that this is never going to be spoiler-free. because. Never. Our brains don't function like that. We function in spoilers only. Exactly. Um, we haven't done a bookmark in a while. Oh. So let's do a bookmark. Just you pick it. No. <laughs> okay. Bookmark. This. No, I have one. No, I have one. Okay. I didn't bookmark, know if you did or not. Bookmark this week. Where did Billy go to get his blowout? If you have a serious one, you can give that one. But that was mine. So you can answer that one. Or what was Jess's favorite song off the Aurora soundtrack? Oh, I don't think I said that. You did. We both did. Okay. I really have to pee, so we have to wrap this up or pause. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Well... I think we can definitely officially say that we are best 
best friends with Taylor Jenkins Reid, even though she's not here. And she's denied we here. were. Yeah. And Daisy Jones and the Six, the book and the show, phenomenal. Recommend watching it. If you like this episode and want to continue <laughs> reading along and listening along, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Friends with Books Pod. Yes. And in the meantime, subscribe to the book. <laughs> In the meantime, um, if you're, if you're, <laughs> I don't know at what point I lost Jess in this episode. Oh, Emily, <laughs> you know I need a script for the outro and for my script it's it just here. says, it says in the meantime, make sure you subscribe to the, to the what? And then what do I tell them to do? <laughs> if you've been listening to us, you know what to do from this point on. Okay. They all say that. I'm looking at for future. They all say I'm that. I'm talking to the listeners. They know what to do. Oh. In the meantime, subscribe to the pod and tune into next week's episode where we will be discussing our, maybe we'll be discussing <laughs> our buddy read of The Kind Worth Killing by Peter Swanson. Also, you know the drill. Um, turn on notifications. Follow us on all of the platforms. <laughs> we have never so- once told them to turn on their notifications. Well, oh, sorry. <laughs> well, turn on your notifications and then follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you get alerted when we post a new episode and you don't get alerted when we skip an episode because we didn't read the book. Okay. <laughs> That's all. See you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> what the fuck? Let me try again. Bye. <laughs> See you later. Yours is not good still. I'm doing a really good job. Bye. See you later. <laughs> the fuck out of here. Wait, I can't find my mouse.